0: Hey baddies, welcome back to another episode. Today we're gonna be talking about all the girly things from heavy and painful periods, mood swings, low libido,
1: aka you never feel like you're in the mood to get down and dirty. dirty,
0: unexplained weight gain. Honestly, the list just goes on and on. Yeah, and normally we're not given a lot of space to talk about these things, so we wanted to open up the floor to do just that. It's almost like we have to deal with All of these things and emotions and symptoms that we may be feeling on our own or kind of just accept that it is just a part of being a woman.
1: More than half of the population are women and we need to be talking about these things more. Because let's face it, even though being a woman is really amazing, it's also really, really difficult. And it's not always easy. And the more support and understanding we have, the better for all of us.
0: And we know that most of you can relate to at least one of these symptoms that we just spoke about earlier. And we also know that experiencing these things on a regular basis is not just a regular part of being a lady.
1: No, they're actually related to hormonal imbalances going on inside of us and it doesn't have to be like this. Like if you're experiencing these things, it doesn't have to be just the way that it is, we are called out for being hormonal for a reason, and that's because we literally have so many different hormones inside of us and they're constantly fluctuating.
0: Yeah, and keeping them in check all the time can honestly be really difficult, and it balances might be a lot more common than you think. And you may have one too, but literally have no idea. Personally, for me, I had no idea that some of the symptoms that I was experiencing was due to a hormonal imbalance, like it's because it. I think growing up like when you're supposed to learn about these things we we didn't
1: yeah you really don't learn about them mm-hmm. so if that's the case like we're not very much educated on these things Sarah like what was it that made you realize you had one and what were some of the things you were experiencing
0: Hmm. I think that my first ever symptom I remember I was watching tv at home with I think my mom and sister, I don't really remember what. I remember, like, exactly where I was and where I was sitting. But I remember just, like, getting really sharp, like, and bad stabbing pains in my pelvis. It literally felt like somebody took a knife and started, like, stabbing the shit out of my ovaries. I'm pretty sure I was in high school at this point. So when that happened, like, I told my mom or whatever because she was like, what's wrong? Because I literally started crying and I, like, went to the bathroom. I, like, I didn't know what to do. So I scheduled an ultrasound and I went to go get one. Well, I think I scheduled an appointment with my doctor first and then they told me to go and get an ultrasound because I think you have to get like a a prescription to go get an ultrasound. I don't really remember. And when I... A referral yeah whatever and when I got the ultrasound they found a cyst but the cyst wasn't big enough to be removed so I went back to my gyno because they told me to go back to my gynecologist and my gyno really just like suggested to get on birth control like the few times that I actually did go to the gynecologist like it was the same shit they just continued trying to push birth control on me and personally like I was always against going on birth control I guess I was just I had like some kind of like gut feeling that I shouldn't go on it honestly after that then I made it even worse when I competed like fast forward a few few years later I competed in my first ever bodybuilding show when you're a bodybuilder your diet is very strict you then you lose a lot of body fat a lot of weight to get to a very like extremely low body fat percentage which is unhealthy um, and definitely not something that should be like maintained like year-round but after I competed I lost my period completely for a year even after I started gaining weight back and after I lost my period too, I then had like gut issues because of my restrictive eating. But yeah, when I gained my weight back, it didn't solve the problem because I didn't make the necessary like diet and lifestyle changes that I should have because I was uneducated in it. And I always thought that health equals you have to exercise like crazy, like literally seven days a week, maybe two times a day, like just go crazy in the gym. And if I ate something bad over the weekend, I need to make up for it the next day. Like I had a really bad mindset with fitness and health in general and I always thought that you had to restrict yourself like hard balls to the walls hard which is why I definitely struggled with my eating disorder I don't talk about this often but I did have an eating disorder I don't think I'm ashamed because like I know that I grew out of that and it's definitely like made me who I am today and like why I'm so able to like help so many girls like work through things because I've dealt with like all of that with binging and then feeling like I need to throw it up it just It's something that's very uncomfortable for me to talk about because obviously... It's it, just
1: a lot to go through. Yeah. It, you probably weren't feeling good and it yeah, brings back I, bad memories.
0: So. Yeah, that's besides the point. Anyways, after <laughs> I got through the eating disorder, I had some good days, but then I had more days that were a struggle. And I didn't know why I felt the way that I felt. I experienced hair loss in like the top of my... Not the top of my head so much. I think I'm just like bugging. I always thought like the top of my head, like the hairline part, this part, what is that Um, called?
1: Your part.
0: Yeah, like my part. I always thought like it's like so big and like it's getting like too big. Maybe it was just me, but I also like noticed that like my hairline, like in the side of my head, that like I had hair loss in and like a lot of thinning as well. I always felt exhausted during the day but then the moment that I I go to bed like I feel like wired and like I like I can do things like it was really weird and then like in high school I was always falling asleep in class I was skipping school because all I wanted to do was sleep because I literally had no energy I was just exhausted during the day no matter how much I slept I also experienced anxiety I had really bad cystic acne specifically on my jawline. I feel like I always struggled with acne a little bit like it wasn't like insane but I always did have acne but then like over the years especially like after my competition like I developed really bad jawline acne I still even have it to this day like a lot of it is scarring or like scar tissue but when I am like super stressed or like I I know that my body's going through something like it flares up again and it be, gets very inflamed I also get like chest acne and back acne that also like is a sign of like a hormonal imbalance oily skin as well which my skin can get so oily sometimes and like so dry other times as well and no matter like what I did or like what products I would use like even if it was like the best of the best it would not go away which is obviously so fucking frustrating I would have low libido as like Kat said earlier that just like means your sex drive is non-existent which can obviously then cause like a relationship struggles because then your partner is going to be like well what's wrong with me do you love me like do you not love me anymore or are you not attracted to me anymore when it really has nothing to do with them and you're like well what the fuck is wrong with me like why why, why am I not in the mood to get down and dirty? <laughs> you know. Yeah. So um, that was another thing. Trouble concentrating as well was big. I just feel like I just I couldn't concentrate for shit mm-hmm. at all. Brain fog. Yes, a lot of brain fog for sure. Um, I'd feel sad and depressed. Obviously, more times. Sometimes we're good. Other times, like I just I just felt down in the dumps. I also developed the fucking melasma mustache, which is, which is like just a darker skin pig. Pick- pigmentation like above your lips that kind of like gives the illusion of a fucking mustache my mom's the one that pointed it out to me and ever since she pointed it out to me I was like holy fucking shit like I do have a mustache and honestly it does get worse um in the summer because like sun exposure does play a huge part in that as well when I went to the dermatologist I was like what is this like help and that was the first thing he said he's like you probably have a hormonal imbalance like with the mustache that you have I'm like a straight up mustache And the jawline acne, that's exactly what he said because um, it means that your estrogen levels are elevated and also progesterone levels as well, but to a lesser degree. Honestly, the list goes on. I feel like I had – all the signs were there. Honestly, all the signs were there that something, like, really wasn't right. Right. But every time I would go to, like, the fucking family doctor, like, he'd be like, are you, like, eating enough? Like, Mm -hmm. are you – like, it's, like, like random things. He doesn't, like, try and get down. Yeah. He never tried to get down to the root cause. Like, he always just, like, thought it was me or, like, I honestly feel like he kind of, like, made it seem like I was just, like, in my head about right. these things. Like a hypochondriac or, like, uh, something, yeah. you know.
1: I feel like that actually happens to a lot of people, too. They're, all mm-hmm. the symptoms that you just listed, it, it's so many symptoms and, like, so, affecting, like, so many different parts of you. And a lot of people, I mean, I'm sure like when you're going through that, you probably felt really confused and like mm-hmm. discouraged because it's you have no idea what's going on. But all of these areas of your life are
0: affected.
1: And then you go to the doctor and they like can't even help you.
0: I know. And it sucks because it's like I wish that social media like how it is now is like how it was like then because then i feel like i would have been able to like advocate for myself a little bit more and like go to the doctor and be like no like i want you to run these tests i want you to do this i think i have this like what can we do like i kind of just sat there like uh okay like that doesn't help me and then i'd go home and then i'd go back like a month later with literally the same symptoms like i'm so tired all the time like this is what's going on i have stabbing pains here like it it just never got fixed, honestly. Now that I think about it and, like, talk about it, I'm just like, I was so fucked.
1: <laughs> I know. That's so frustrating. And I, I know so many women go through the same thing because, like we said before, hormonal imbalance is so common. I mean, mm-hmm. it's so common for, like, any of your hormones to just be, like, out of whack. And then you just have, like, all these weird symptoms. And it just is really confusing. And then when you go to a professional and they, like, can't even make you better, it's almost like hopeless
0: i feel like it's a hormonal imbalance is more prominent in this day and age just because of you know diet culture and Mm -hmm. like just fitness in general there are still so many girls out there that think that they need to like cut out carbs like they need to like restrict their diet i can't even believe it they have to work out all the time like they have to like if their Apple Watch doesn't say they like burns like a thousand calories, they're like, I didn't have a good workout. I need to like go back and do more. Like, mm-hmm. th- it's really so fucked. Like more people, yeah, like I know. I know so many people feel this way and think these things, which is so toxic. And it's we so hope toxic. that we can help you work through that and maybe open your eyes a little bit. But Definitely. going back to like what I was saying. Um, Really, like, one of the biggest realizations that I had, like, with my jawline acne was, like, I didn't have a skin problem. Like, I had a gut problem, which stemmed from the hormonal imbalance that I've always had and made worse by the way that I was living my life.
1: Right. Your lifestyle literally impacts everything inside of you so, so much. And... Sarah, you obviously were going through so much during that time and I'm so happy that like you were able to figure it out because I can't even imagine just going through all of those different things and just not having an answer. Mm -hmm. Um, I had a similar experience with my skin. I was struggling with really bad acne like all over my face and I had struggled with acne in the past but I was able to like get a hold on it and my skin was really clear but then like Three years ago, all of a sudden my skin changed and I was just developing pimples all over my cheeks and all over my chin. And I was going to the dermatologist and like just ugh, it was literally so frustrating because mm-hmm. your face is what everybody sees like yeah. and you can't like hide your face, you know. But I felt like I wanted to hide. I just like, felt like I didn't want to go out in public. I didn't want anybody to see mm-hmm. me because I was just like so embarrassed about the acne because i feel like when people see i mean this is like my own personal thing that i feel like about myself probably other i don't know if everybody feels this way but sometimes (laughs) i feel like people would think i was like dirty or unhygienic if i had so much acne and i like it was just really embarrassing and obviously i was struggling with that a lot i was getting new pimples literally every single day i'd wake up and have like five new pimples and it, and they and my pimples would take, like, forever to go away. Like, I'd have a pimple for, like, two months. And then it <laughs> would leave, like, I'm not even kidding. It would move, it would leave, like, a red mark. And then the red marks would be there forever. Like, I still have some now from the acne. And I would go to the dermatologist, and I would, I told her that I had struggled with the acne in the past. And I was like, this is the skincare regimen that the other dermatologist gave me. And it worked really well. So I think that we should do that again. So I got put on the same treatment and it didn't work at all. Like, my skin was actually, like, just getting worse from it. Mm -hmm. I know that they say, like, you have to, like, purge, your skin has to purge once you start a new treatment, but it was, like, literally five months of using this treatment and nothing was improving. It was just getting worse and worse and worse. And I didn't really understand why it was happening and the dermatologist, she... Couldn't really give me any answers. She's like, some people just struggle with acne, and that's how it is. And I'm like, well, that really sucks. So I kept looking into it. I would, like, Google pictures of acne to try to, like, figure out which type of acne I had. Mm -hmm. And (laughs) I learned so much about acne and, like, how it's produced. And having it in certain locations can mean something specific inside of your body. So basically, I figured out that my acne was hormonal, and it wasn't anything to do like, with my skincare or the products. And, I, and when I was struggling with the acne, I didn't wear makeup because I knew that the makeup would make my skin worse. So I literally just, I wasn't wearing any makeup at all. Like I wasn't doing anything to make my skin bad. And on top of that, I have a really good diet. Like I eat a lot of fruits and vegetables. I drink a lot of water. I really take care of myself. So I just didn't know why. It didn't make sense, didn't make sense for me to have like such bad skin but i discovered that my acne was hormonal so there was something going on inside of me like with my hormones they were off balance and it was causing me to produce like more oil in my skin mm-hmm. and then keep getting acne and sometimes you can have a hormonal imbalance it's not going to be like something so like a so specific condition like oh this is what you have like pcos is a specific hormonal imbalance. But your hormones can also just be, like, out of balance and not have it be, like, a specific... Extreme, Exactly. And that's what was happening to me. And like you said before, like, about, like, your strict diet and, like, your restrictive lifestyle, what I figured out is that I was developing this acne and this skin problem because of a very strict vegan diet that I was following. I had decided to be vegan for for the animals is why I chose to be vegan Mm -hmm. and I was hardcore vegan for like two years like I did not cheat I didn't eat any dairy or meat or like anything but I ate so much tofu because obviously I still wanted to get 135 grams of protein a day you know to like meet my macros and I was eating 135 grams worth of soy so yeah like everything I ate was soy I ate a lot of tofu I'd eat like half a block of tofu every single day and I'm not saying that soy is going to be doing this to everybody because like we always say, everybody is different and the way that your body reacts to certain things isn't going to be the same from one person to the next. And I also say that too much of one thing can become a poison and I was just eating way too much of it. And soy is a heavy hormonal food. It can affect your estrogen. But for me... I think what's was happening is it was definitely affecting my estrogen, but it was also impacting my gut mm-hmm. because my hormones were in a different uh, a bad state that can lead to having like poor gut health. And also because my diet was so limited, I was eating the same food every single day. I wasn't producing like the healthy bacteria in your gut Mm -hmm. so basically i was struggling with an unhealthy gut a hormonal imbalance due to all the soy and the way that i figured it out is i did an elimination diet so i did all that research like about the acne and about your hormones and i had helped a client in the past she had like hypothyroidism but i had to create an elimination diet for her and it really like changed her whole life and it worked really well And what an elimination diet is is you basically eliminate all food common food sensitivities like soy nuts preservatives um nightshades like literally everything so i basically had to just cut everything out of my diet for three weeks and then you slowly introduce each food group back in to see how your body reacts so over the three weeks that i eliminated all the food I stopped getting pimples. And remember before I said like I was getting pimples every single day? I'm not kidding. I would literally take a picture of my skin every day and see that I kept getting pimples. But then once I did the elimination diet and cut everything out, I stopped getting pimples. And I'm like, okay. So there was definitely something in my diet that was causing something inside of me to be like hormonal and give me hormonal acne. So once I reintroduced soy and peanuts which are very peanuts is another food that can also like really affect your hormones and your skin because of the oil and the way that they're um, produced and the soy in general just has higher estrogen so those two foods as soon as I ate one bite of them I got a pimple like That's literally crazy. that same day I would get a new pimple so I figured out that soy and peanuts were impacting my hormones so I stopped eating them. And, guys, peanut butter was my favorite food, and I had to stop eating it. And soy was literally made up all of my diet. But my skin was so important to me yep. that it was worth it to make those diet changes and the, and even do the elimination diet in general because that's not easy to do. It's actually really hard. But it was worth it because – I figured out what was going wrong inside of me, and then I was able to fix it with dietary interventions. So I started eating fish and eggs again instead of um, tofu, and my skin is totally different. Like, it, it only breaks out if I eat, like, junk food or, like, around my period, which is normal, so that's my story and that's how my hormones were out of
0: whack and took over my life it's crazy honestly that's so much good information because I think a lot of people could benefit like if they're struggling with the same things that you just said that you were struggling with like with possibly doing an elimination diet you can go into this without that like restrictive mindset like oh my god like I'm gonna be so like restrictive like I'm not gonna be able to do you can do this like if you set your mind to doing something because it's going to benefit you you will 100% show up for yourself and follow through and I think you just have that comes down to just reminding yourself your why like why are you doing this it's because you feel insecure and unconfident going out and you just want to have clear skin so that you can feel your best on top of that like you probably aren't feeling that well like you're just feeling tired and like lethargic all the time because chances are if you're eating something that's disrupting your hormones like you're Mm -hmm. gonna feel that way so I'm sure you want to wake up with more energy and just feel happy and fun and like live your best life all Mm -hmm. the time so just remind yourself of all your whys and just follow through and show up with show up for yourself and you can figure out the issue and i also think it like sucks because it's like what the fuck are their doctors for like you literally have to like go and do all the research yourself like she couldn't just like do her job (laughs) i know
1: it's so stressful but honestly i mean i don't i'm not gonna like hate on doctors because i think they work really hard but i just feel like when i take control of my health and my own treatment it just goes so much better than with the doctor so um, i mean personally i always say diet and exercise is literally the best medicine mm -hmm. you just have to do it like in a way way. in the right way because it's super easy i mean my diet to begin with with you too and your exercise routine is what put my hormones out of balance but then i fixed it with a new diet you know what i mean this stuff
0: food and like nutrients plays a Mm -hmm. huge part I think one thing that you could take away from this is if you're struggling with these things, why don't you do reflect a little bit and kind of keep a food diary of like all the things that you're eating and maybe just bring some intention to like what you're doing. Right. So like if you feel like tired, fatigued, bloated, you break out, list goes on. If you're feeling anything like negative when you eat something, you'll be able to keep a note of that. Like, okay, like I eat eggs and I felt this way this way this way keep a a food diary so that you can figure out yeah become more aware and figure out like what's going on and then you can even bring these things to a doctor to get more help because obviously not all doctors are like
1: yeah, so not really great. Yeah, Like
0: I'm sure if you have bomb ass like health insurance, like you probably got the good ones, you know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> also, I don't know,
1: I don't know. You but... <laughs> also have
0: to like look too. Like you have to yeah. do your research, read reviews. Maybe you go to a holistic doctor too because mm-hmm. I'm sure there's like tons of holistic doctors too that truly want to help you a holistic way, not just push like medication Pills, onto yeah. you.
1: I definitely have a story about the pill pushing and the doctors, but I just wanted to make sure that we're all on the same page and just give a little bit, of an information slash definition of a hormone in general, like a hormone is just it's just a little hormone, but how can it have like a little <laughs> so how can it have such an impact on your life? And I guess I can explain it, like, with a scenario. If you imagine your body as, like, a machine, a very complex machine with a lot of different parts that are, like, intertwined and all connected and working together. Mm -hmm. The hormones are, like, the little messengers in that machine that kind of communicate with the different parts. So, obviously, our hormones come from our endocrine system. And then they have certain messages within them that they carry to other parts of your body to tell that part of your body to do its job. Hormones, there's like so many different kinds of them and they all have their different jobs, but they kind of all work together. Like if you can picture your body as like a feedback system, when one hormone does this, it sends another hormone to do that. So obviously, if one part of that is out of balance, it's going to have a huge impact on other systems inside of you. When you have a hormonal imbalance, usually it means that one of your hormones is either being produced too much or too
0: little. It's out of order if we're yeah. like talking about machines. Yes, it's out, of out of order. That's honestly such a really good analogy. And I want to use the same one to go into more detail about PCOS because PCOS is so common these days. So those messengers that Kat just talked about, they if you have pcos they get a little confused and they start sending mixed signals because your body isn't working the way that it typically would if your hormones are balanced because if you have pcos you have a hormonal imbalance and this confusion can affect your body in multiple ways And in my story earlier, when I go into like the ways that it may affect your body, you may notice that I had a lot of these symptoms. And I also want to preface this by saying these symptoms are kind of just like generalized. You may have some of them. You may have all of them. Um, If you have some of these, it may not mean that you have PCOS, but PCOS is a common reason why people have these symptoms, but they're unaware that they have PCOS. So always, obviously... Talk to a licensed professional and just listen to our advice to kind of just bring awareness to some of these issues that you may be dealing with. One of them is you struggle to lose weight or you continue to gain weight despite exercising so much and cutting your calories. Like nothing is working. You're like, what the fuck? You have a painful or irregular period or maybe your period is literally non-existent, nowhere to be found. Uh, You have difficulty conceiving or infertility that is so common with people with PCOS they have trouble giving birth or just having a baby in general Uh, they experience pelvic pain aka what I said earlier like I was experiencing that stabbing pain in my pelvis you may experience mood disturbances, including anxiety and depression, sleep disturbances. So you have trouble like sleeping throughout the night, like staying asleep throughout the entire night or just trouble going to sleep as well. Headaches or migraines are big as well. Carb or sugar cravings and you find yourself binging a lot. Reliance on coffee, soda, and energy drinks because you're so fucking tired every single day. Your energy is like nowhere to be found. Mm -hmm. Uh, As I said earlier, insomnia and waking up during sleep. And also, you may develop a hypothyroidism as well. And Kat mentioned this briefly earlier. Hypothyroidism is a condition that happens when your thyroid gland isn't working as well as it should. And your thyroid gland is a small organ in your neck that produces hormones. And those hormones play a big role in controlling your body's metabolism, which is how it uses energy from food. So when you have hypothyroidism, your thyroid gland is doesn't make enough of these hormones, which can slow down your metabolism and lead to a range of symptoms like feeling tired gaining weight having dry skin feeling cold all the time and having trouble concentrating
1: i think it's important to add that hypothyroidism and pcos can be associated with each other like one of them can cause the other Mm -hmm. that actually happened to one of my clients she the same client who i mentioned before when she originally came to me she was struggling with hypothyroidism and then we got it under control with the diet Mm -hmm. but then I think what happened is her her lifestyle kind of changed a little bit after that and then she came back to me with PCOS she did go to the doctor and she had high levels of testosterone so testosterone is obviously it's a male hormone but we have it in our bodies too because it helps regulate different processes inside of us Mm -hmm. but what was happening to her is that she wasn't getting her period at all and she had a lot of pain down there and she was also struggling like with fatigue and no appetite and low libido and when she went to the doctor the first thing that they did was put her on birth control and she really didn't want to be on birth control and I didn't want her to be on it either because it's just a little bit questionable. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, that it's was... literally fake hormones. Exactly. Like
0: fake hormones it's... Into it, your body. Exactly.
1: You're just putting fake hormones inside your body. And obviously that helps us not get pregnant, but it also has a lot of other things that it's doing. But the doctor said, if you go on birth control, like you're going to get your period back. And she really wanted her period back. We set a goal together to make it so that she could get off the birth control like within three months she stopped taking the birth control like one month later everything got back to normal with her like she got her period back she felt better and what we did is that we'd use dietary interventions so yeah we basically changed her whole diet we Mm -hmm. eliminated a lot of like her bad eating habits that were influencing the hormonal imbalances what you mentioned before about the carbs and like heavy reliance on sugar. I just want to say that if you are somebody who always eats carbs and you eat them like alone, not paired with protein or fiber or healthy fats, that's going to have a huge impact on your hormones too. Like with yep. your insulin. And You
0: don't want to have a naked carb ever.
1: No, because it... Your blood sugar will spike. The way that your body processes that carb is going to be different than if it was with protein or fiber and that's what my client was doing is she was eating a lot of carbs Mm -hmm. and that affects your hormones because your body metabolizes the food differently basically we made sure that she always starts her day with protein Mm -hmm. and that she had to put a lot more protein in her diet and take away that heavy reliance on the carbs so that was what we did together and also added a exercise routine to help her get back into a hormonal balance
0: and feel good that's awesome and honestly good for your client because i know that it takes a lot of time patience and dedication to herself to fix these problems and get Mm -hmm. her body like working the way that she wants to and also getting off of birth control too is such a huge thing too i'm sure that it's not an easy step to take because you know you're probably scared you don't want to get pregnant obviously Mm -hmm. some people prefer not to have to use a condom like right. i get it like if, you know we know the, the girl yeah. <laughs> yeah
1: it's i feel like it's such a big thing now these days that a lot of people don't want to be on birth control and I really love that because these mm-hmm. doctors, the first thing that they're going to do is they're going to offer you medicine or a pill to cover up your problem.
0: It's just a bandaid on exactly. the issue.
1: It's not actually going to solve the issue. Um, that's the beef I have with the healthcare industry right now. You got beef it, with them, yeah. you want to fight them. I really do. I could go <laughs> on and on about the healthcare industry and big pharma. I'll get into that like another episode. But the healthcare industry is so slammed. A lot of people don't have like a family doctor anymore where you were going to see this doctor your whole life and he knows everything about you and he takes time to hear you out and listen to your symptoms and truly understand what's going on inside of you. Now these doctors are so rushed because they're forced to see a certain amount of patients in one day and they're only allowed to spend like seven minutes with each patient and it's so hard for you like if Sarah, if you had gone to the doctor and told them that whole story like I don't think that you would be able to give like a full prognosis, description yeah. and prognosis of everything you're going through in seven minutes you know what mm-hmm. I mean and the problem is that these doctors aren't taking time to get to know you and everything that you're going through and with hormonal imbalances I think that that's a huge thing for figuring out if you have a hormonal imbalance is you have to be aware of all of these different aspects that's going on so like I said they're just going to push a pill on you because it's easy to get you in and out and then mm-hmm. fix your problem kind of but not really it's just covered up so I think what Sarah said before obviously we still want you to go to the licensed professional but I think that if you can do this self-reflection on your own and really figure out what's going on inside of you and so that you're exactly and how you're feeling so you can go to the doctor. With an idea of like the treatment that you're expecting and your own personal diagnosis, I'm like such a self diagnoser, but I feel like honestly, I feel like, yeah, you really need to. So, I think if you relate to any of this and you feel that you're experiencing these symptoms, don't be afraid to look deeper into it and and diagnose yourself and go to the doctor already kind of with an idea Mm -hmm. of what you think is going
0: wrong inside of you. Yeah, like your gut instinct that something is wrong listen to that because your gut is smart your, your <laughs> so, gut is literally like a second brain so literally. like listen to it trust your instincts and if something doesn't feel right or something feels off it's off it, chances are it really is yeah. and take that time for yourself to heal yourself and learn more about yourself so that you can get to a place where you're feeling like your best self and you just thrive in all aspects because obviously if you're not feeling the best physically, mentally, just everything that we spoke about, it's going to affect you in all other areas mm-hmm. of your life and obviously we all want to be thriving, you know? Yeah, exactly. So obviously everything that I said, all the symptoms that we spoke about, it's possible that there's something deeper going on inside of you and you need to get down to the root cause and lifestyle changes need to be made and it's possible for you to make these lifestyle changes as Kat just said her client had to go through the same thing I've had clients that had to go through the same thing we both Kat and I both had to go through the same thing but we took a step back and realized like the life that we're living isn't helping us it's contributing to the problem and we're just making it worse so just taking that time to be a little I don't want to like say strict on yourself or hard on yourself but just, you
1: don't want to be a victim here. Yeah. No. You don't want to be a victim to your circumstances. Like you want to take control Power, yeah. of your life. Mm-hmm. And it's going to be hard to, you know, get yourself in a balance in a place where you feel really good, but I promise and Sarah too, like it's so worth it because you're is. just going to feel so much better about mm-hmm. your life and yourself in general. And you're going to be like, "Oh my god, I can't believe I was feeling like that just because of these little hormones and now they're in check and everything is fine."
0: I feel like you say little, but it's big. I know. They're big hormones. I know. I know. I say
1: little hormones because they're like little tiny things inside of us, yeah. but they're they make huge. A, they have a huge impact mm-hmm. on you and
0: your body. Exactly. So if you want to take action and get your hormones under control. Oh my God. I don't know if you heard Hunter like snoring in the background. <laughs> if you want to take action and just... Take control of your life and start making lifestyle changes now. Especially if you're experiencing some of the symptoms or all of the symptoms that we're talking about. One of the first things that you can do is detox yourself from xenoestrogens, which are hormone mimicking hormone mimicking hormone mimicking chemicals. What is with me in these Tong tongue twisters? Twister. Specifically, they mimic estrogen in your body, and that can disrupt your body's endocrine system. Mm-hmm. Potentially leading to hor- these hormonal imbalances. These chemicals can be found in the environment, certain types of plastic containers, um, personal care products, medications, and foods as well. Specifically, plant compounds like soy, which is Kat, like probably yeah, what was going on with doing. you? Mm-hmm. It's not if you're only eating like a little bit of it here and there, like you don't have to like worry about sh- worry it. about it too much. But because like like had said she was eating like it and like a lot, a lot. Like, like an excess lot. amount of it that's exactly like why she experienced those things and um developed that like imbalance some foods that you can prioritize right now as well is obviously fruits so some fruits that you can incorporate into your diet right now are blueberries strawberries apples melons pears peaches some other things are like celery peppers and tomatoes as well those are also really good root vegetables so potatoes sweet potatoes squash you want to make sure that you're having that as well again we want a diversity of things you don't want to just eat rice and chicken and no vegetable every single day you do want to make sure that you're getting in all these nutrients from different sources you want to prioritize leafy greens as well so like lettuce kale cabbage spinach etc and then also animal protein as well um so like beef chicken, dairy, eggs. And you want to make sure that the animal protein is grass-fed and wild-caught as well because animals that aren't organically fed and properly pastured or fed a diet of antibiotics, growth hormones and genetically modified foods that will also just really enhance your already existing hormonal imbalance as well. So make sure that if you can cuz obviously like grass-fed and stuff it is expensive unfortunately right. but that's just because it's best for your body so if you can opt for things that are grass-fed and wild-caught quick reminder too: just always remember that you want to follow a, a diet that is the 80 20 right you want to follow the 80 20 rule like if you want to have pizza you don't have to force yourself to not eat something that you want just make sure that majority of your diet is wholesome and healthy so that you can be your balanced fatty self exactly and then also like as we said earlier you want to stabilize your blood sugar as well because too much or too little blood sugar will raise your insulin and disrupt your system so as kat also said you i would recommend keeping carb intake relatively low each meal and you don't want to just eat a naked carb either so a naked carb is just a carb by itself with no protein or fat or fiber so you always want to pair it with protein veggies and a fat because protein and fats are slower digesting, so slower digesting, and this just helps slow the rate of sugar from carbs entering into your blood bloodstream to keep your blood sugars um, steady and also prevent those blood sugar spikes as well. And then, do you want to go over maybe some other changes that they can make to their diet and lifestyle?
1: Definitely. I just want to point out that the diet is so important because basically the food that we're eating is where we're getting our essential nutrients and these nutrients are essential because we need them in our body for Mm -hmm. our body to do its job carbs are the main source of energy but the protein the vegetables the fruit and healthy fats those are basically building blocks for the systems that are going on inside of us so if your diet is poor then the inside of you is not going to be performing its best which is why diet is such a
0: huge influencing factor on these hormonal balances. One thing too, really quick, is literally like 99% of the time, whenever a new client comes to me or somebody comes to me or even cat too and we review their diet after they you know, track their, their food intake for a full week just so that we can see their current eating habits so that we can assess and figure out the proper plan for them and where to go. 99% of the time they are eating way too much carbs and not enough fats or protein in their mm-hmm. diet. So chances are that might be what you're doing too. And right. just intentionally adding in more protein to your meals. Like, hey, like mm-hmm. at breakfast I'm going to just add like an extra egg
1: right more protein will literally change your life yeah literally
0: yeah so some other changes you can make are definitely stop skipping meals
1: mm-hmm. we know some of you are still out here skipping breakfast skipping lunch um, only eating at dinner and that is not what a balanced body does <laughs> <laughs> we get our meals in and that is definitely going to help you feel a lot better if you're experiencing any of the things that we talked about protein rich meals and snacks are going
0: to be huge stop hit training and crossfit <laughs> yes
1: if that's all you're doing and you're like barely eating and you're doing hit like crazy please
0: just stop i know so many also another thing so many people come to me and they're like i literally do these crazy intense classes like five days a week and i'm not seeing any changes in my body well that's because hit classes are so taxing and right like so stressful on your body that your mm-hmm. body doesn't want to listen or listen to what you're doing you're just like causing more harm than good to your body
1: calories really and if you're not even eating the right amount of calories it's just not gonna work so if that's the way that you're training i would definitely recommend sarah and i would both recommend start focusing more on strength training yoga walking and just getting your workouts in like that another thing that you can do to make yourself feel better is set a bedtime routine this can help you lower your stress which stress is the silent killer because it's throws off so many things inside of us so if you feel super stressed out figuring out how to just de-stress yourself is going to be huge for mm-hmm. these symptoms
0: it's going to look different for everyone too right. like i always say like you see people online and they like they show their routine or how they de-stress like like literally from the start to finish But that's what works best for them You have to figure out what mm-hmm. works best for you Because right. everyone's different And enjoys different yeah. things And you
1: don't need to put yourself under so much pressure To have like a perfect routine Because then that can even be more stressful,
0: stressful. Yeah. So just mm.
1: do things that make sense for you um, Definitely make sure you're drinking enough water as well
0: I know you bitches aren't drinking enough right?
1: water Right? Oh my god I can't even With my friend She drinks like not even one water bottle yeah, a Carrie, day Yeah Carrie She's fucking <laughs> i don't
0: know how this bitch survives she literally will have like a lick of water and she just goes on yeah, and like, like how the fuck are you standing right now <laughs> i i'm right? di- like too. so delusional if i don't have my water mm-hmm. i literally like get so irritable and cranky and just like i just feel like i move slow i'm like cold all the time like it's crazy how it's much so my bad. body needs yes. water like i don't oh my get God, it. i get
1: really cold too when i don't drink water water is essential we literally need it to survive so make sure you're getting your water in at least half your body and half yes, your body weight in at least water. half of your body weight is how much water you should be drinking
0: yes in ounces yes yeah.
1: so like if you weigh 150 pounds you'd want to eat drink 75 ounces of water per day
0: i'd probably recommend honestly maybe even a little bit more yeah. but like if you go from like not drinking any water like at all daily start there because that's like easy to yeah. accomplish and then Definitely. you can work, work your way, way up, up to a gallon at exactly. least a gallon per I, day.
1: I try to shoot for a gallon yeah like three of the Stanleys, Stanleys. or whatever
0: <laughs> yeah if you're not drinking enough water you just buy a cute tumbler mm-hmm. and like romanticize yes. it like as we talked about in a previous episode you mm-hmm. want to romanticize things so it makes you more excited and inclined right. to do these mm-hmm. things like
1: i love when i finish my water and I, I like go fill it up again it just makes me feel really good yeah accomplished it's mm-hmm. it's a little thing it is it's <laughs> the little things that make a huge difference another thing that you may not actually think of would be to switch to 100 percent organic tampons and pads sadly those things that we literally put inside of us
0: contain yes
1: stuff. they contain so many like bad things so many chemicals that can have a pretty big impact um on your systems it's, down there yeah.
0: it's even just like the the plastic part of the tampon as i explained earlier with the exoestrogens or xeno i mean sorry with the xeno like they're found in like plastic containers so like if you're using tampons that have that plastic thingy-mabobber around it like mm-hmm. that could potentially contain like that yeah that that toxic stuff and you're literally shoving that shit right up into your your vagine
1: <laughs> like how bad i can't i know but it, then it
0: sucks because like the 100 percent organic tampons like they they do have like the box like they're the cardboard mm-hmm. that shit hurts
1: yeah i i know it's but it's worth it you know what i mean yeah. i'd rather have cardboard than intoxicated <laughs> plastic. i'd rather shove yeah. cardboard up my <laughs>
0: vagina <laughs> than plastic
1: if we have to choose you yeah. know uh supplements are Mm-mm. actually another great way to help you with your um hormones and just making you feel better personally
0: yeah so we made a small list for you guys on yeah. some things that you can take obviously consult with your doctor first right. but these are some things that have helped tremendously salt is good um and then mayo and i think it's like d Inositol. Right. Um, So inocidal is like a naturally occurring sugar alcohol found in foods like fruits, beans, and nuts. Um, And it's like a precursor to various neurotransmitters such as like serotonin and dopamine, which are obviously the happy um, hormones in your body. So serotonin and dopamine, they're essential for mood regulation and mental health. And it also plays a role in regulating insulin sensitivity as well. So people with PCOS, they're insulin resistant. And again, if you're insulin resistant, that means your body just can't process carbs the way that
1: it's supposed to. Yeah,
0: the way that it's supposed to. So people with PCOS that are insulin resistant, that's what causes the weight gain or trouble to lose weight as well. So that supplement may help that um, hormonal imbalance
1: Definitely. As Zinc well. Zinc and magnesium are another two supplements that help a lot. Personally, when I was... After I did my bikini competition, I also was struggling with some hormonal imbalances because of like my thyroid and zinc and magnesium. I prioritized the supplement as well as foods that are high in those minerals. And it definitely helped me so much. So if you aren't getting nutrients from your food, I would definitely recommend buying um, one of these supplements after speaking to a doctor. Fish oil is another one as well as chromium and
0: berberine. Also, like, even if you are eating, like, a balanced diet and you are prioritizing all the things that we said earlier in this episode, like the food essentials that I went over, you could still potentially not be getting in enough of these things. So, like, adding more to your diet through supplementation will will help you and can help you. But, again, just make sure that you're speaking to a doctor first before – adding these things in and just ask them for their opinion on it. Okay, so moving along, since we've already talked like a fat-ass chunk about hormones, <laughs> PCOS, and a little bit of hypothyroidism as well, we also want to talk about one last thing, and that's endometriosis as well because this is also something that I would say is becoming more prominent in women as well.
1: Definitely. I see a lot of people on social media who are personally struggling with it, so I think it, it would be great for us to cover it and go into more detail. So endometriosis is another condition which is influenced by hormonal imbalances, largely estrogen. Mm -hmm. So estrogen, as we know, is our female hormone. It regulates a lot of things inside of us, and it's a huge player in the endometriosis condition because inside of our uterus, we have um, tissue, like our uterine lining, which is called the endometrium. This tissue is very sensitive to estrogen. Mm -hmm. And if you have a higher amount of estrogen, it can cause that uterine lining endometrium to grow bigger and thicker. And it can also sometimes grow in the wrong places, like over your ovaries, um, your fallopian tubes. Or even the tissue lining in your pelvis and sometimes even in other areas of your body. Mm-hmm. So the estrogen is influencing this tissue and making it grow bigger. And this can cause a lot of pain and other problems inside of you. This extra growth is what we call the endometriosis. So if you are struggling with endometriosis, that's basically what's going on inside of you. And it's because of the hormones in our body. Right. So, the imbalance of Exactly. Hormones. Because of that rise and fall of estrogen that's naturally occurring in our bodies, somebody who has endometriosis typically will experience the severe pain before, during and after their period. Mm-hmm. Other symptoms of endometriosis can include pelvic pain. Um, like I said, it often gets worse during your period. Painful periods um, with cramping and lower abdominal pain. If it's very severe, this might be a sign that something deeper is going on inside of you. Mm-hmm. Another thing which is so sad but pain during intercourse, particularly deep penetration, if you feel like a lot of pain and discomfort, that could be another sign or symptom and then painful bowel movements or urination, especially during menstruation. So obviously there's a a pattern here. Menstruation is a time when things are going to get a lot worse. Mm-hmm. So if you feel I mean, it's normal to feel a little bit off when you have your period, but if it's like debilitating that's not a good sign and Mm -hmm. I definitely think that you should take this step further to see what's going on
0: yeah because it's not just you there's something clearly deeper going on inside that needs to be addressed yes
1: I think that something good to think about right now is that if you catch these symptoms early on you can prevent yes you can prevent the situation from becoming worse And unfortunately, there's no known cure for endometriosis, but there are several natural and lifestyle-based approaches that might help you manage the symptoms and improve the overall quality of your life if you're struggling with endometriosis. The first one is going to be trying an anti-inflammatory diet. So this means just focus on foods that are rich in anti-inflammatory compounds, such as fruits, veggies, whole grains, and fatty fish like salmon. Another dietary change or intervention that I would recommend is avoiding triggering foods. Some people find relief by avoiding dairy, gluten, and processed foods because those typic- those specific food groups can worsen inflammation and therefore make your symptoms worse. So just pay attention to how you feel after mm-hmm. you eat certain foods and if you notice that it's triggering something or you notice that you feel worse after eating something, just don't
0: eat it anymore. You got to bring that intention in
1: and then <laughs> supplements are also helpful for endometriosis some individuals find that relief from endometri- endometriosis related pain and inflammation by taking supplements like omega 3 fatty
0: acids turmeric is huge cuz that's like big for like inflammation in your body
1: right so inflammation is a huge player in endometriosis and we want to kind of bring that inflammation down so that we can feel better. As I'm listing off these interventions and lifestyle changes that you can make, you might notice that it's pretty similar to PCOS. Endometriosis is another condition related to your hormones so that's why the interventions are pretty similar. Regular physical activity can help reduce inflammation and pain associated with endometriosis But just a reminder, like we said before, staying away from hits would be a good idea because those workouts are very taxing on on the body and can increase stress, which is going to influence a lot of the symptoms and make them worse. And then, of course, prioritizing your self-care and practicing relaxation techniques. Uh, Stress, like we said, is going to influence the symptoms and make them worse. So you just need to make sure you have a way to de-stress in your life.
0: And that could be like with just deep breathing techniques like meditation and a lot of mindfulness as well. And there's tons of resources on YouTube, which is what I like to do as well when I'm feeling like super anxious and stressed out. And like I know that I'm anxious and stressed out when I'm like getting like sweaty and I'm like clenching my jaw a lot. And when my brain is just getting like so many like messages and I just feel like I I can't even think straight. I'm like, okay, like I'm clearly very stressed out right now. How can I – de wind is windin
1: (laughs) 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 you might notice that the recommendations that we're making are very natural and holistic approaches to managing your symptoms and that's because there's no exact cure for a lot of these hormonal imbalances it's very much based on your lifestyle
0: Yes, ma'am. And one last thing that you can incorporate into your lifestyle right now to make a huge difference and impact on that hormonal imbalance that you may have is seed cycling. This is legit so simple and so easy and you can create this habit at any part of your phase two. So, and if you want to learn more about the phases before I get into it, listen to our last episode because we go over all of those juicy details in that that episode. But seed cycling basically involves incorporating specific seeds such as flax seeds, pumpkin seeds, sunflower seeds, and sesame seeds into your diet during different phases of your menstrual cycle to promote hormonal hormonal balance. Um, and it's based on the idea that these certain seeds contain nutrients that can support your hormone production and regulation. So, In your follicular phase, which is days 1 through 14 of your menstrual cycle, you'll want to incorporate flax seeds and pumpkin seeds. And these seeds will help bind excess estrogen and improve estrogen levels as well, Um, as well as support progesterone production and provide you with zinc and vitamin E as well. And typically, the prescription is just like 1% to two tablespoons of each during those days and you want to make sure that you're doing it daily there's a bunch of fun ways that you can incorporate these seeds into your diet you don't just have to like eat this eat the seeds by like a spoonful because that'd be like kind of weird pumpkin seeds are honestly gas so like i wouldn't mind just eating those plain but like flax seeds they're not you can easily just like add the the flax seeds into like a smoothie that day and then add the pumpkin seeds to like uh your chicken bowl that has like sweet potatoes and like Brussels sprouts it is so fire you need to try that
1: right sarah just offered me a seed cycling ball before it was Inspiring. like fire it was so good it was like peanut butter and protein and the seeds and it was like a cookie it was yeah so yummy. i'll
0: be posting that recipe to my instagram too so stay tuned for that because that shit is also gas like i could eat like 500 of yes, them they're so yes. good And it's like a little dessert too. Like Mm -hmm. if you're like a dessert girly like me, like you have a sweet tooth, like it'd be perfect for you. Exactly. But anyways, and then in your luteal phase, this is when you want to start introducing sunflower seeds and sesame seeds. So this is going to be days 15 through 28 of your cycle. And these seeds are a source of lignans and they contain nutrients that may support and boost progesterone production in that specific phase if you have an irregular or non-existent period one thing that you can do is cycle with the moon as well and if you want more information on that i believe we actually talked about that in our in last, our last episode. episode and we also provided a link a direct link to the website that you can go to to look at the the phases of the moon to see what phase that of your cycle that you're going to your of, that you're going to be in And again, really the idea um, is that by incorporating these specific seeds into your diet during the different phases of your menstrual cycle, you can support the natural fluctuations of estrogen and progesterone, which is the hormones during your period or just the hormones in your body, potentially helping to balance your hormones and alleviate symptoms like irregular periods, like severe PMS symptoms, acne, or even... um, fertility issues as well and seed cycling can be used for anyone as well especially people with pcos or endometriosis um, or if you're just struggling with a hormonal imbalance as well
1: it's important to remember that this is a natural and a holistic approach so Mm -hmm. if you go to the doctor with specific hormonal imbalance symptoms it may not be something that they recommend
0: they're going to recommend the pill because it's going to they're going to recommend introduce more Mm
1: -hmm. but there's a lot of research by um, professional doctors who dedicate like their whole lives to studying this. Sarah personally does seed cycling, and my client that I talked about before, she did seed cycling to help get her period regular. She did it for a month only. No, I mean, she did it for more than a, a month, but just one month in of seed cycling, her system and her cycle were so much more regular. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of evidence and a lot of personal stories and experience that backs us up and we really, really believe in it.
0: Yeah. And again, like with anything else that you do, like you can't just expect to like take something and the symptoms that you're feeling like are gonna just like immediately with a snap of your finger be gone. This is gonna be something that you have to stay consistent with in order to reap the benefits. I would say at least two to three months you'll start to notice that difference. For me, I I believe it was about three months to notice the changes that it made in my skin, like with my cystic acne and the inflammation that I was feeling, as well as the PMS symptoms that I'd be feeling because like days one and two of my period, like my cramps would be so bad. And also, I would experience severe back pain as well. And it was insane. Like after I did three months consistently, like – I'm not even being dramatic. Like, it just, like, it disappeared. I don't get severe cramps anymore. My lower back doesn't hurt anymore. If I wasn't tracking my cycle, like, I wouldn't even know when I'm about to get it because, like, I didn't experience those specific symptoms.
1: That's amazing. It's just adding seeds to your diet transformed your life in so many ways because dealing with painful periods and those symptoms, like, it's not fun. And this might sound a little different or an approach that you might not have typically taken but there's no harm in adding these seeds to your day and seeing if it's what's going to help you feel better and manage these symptoms
0: yeah as we spoke about a lot throughout this this episode food is medicine
1: diet is the best medicine exercise is obviously essential and just making sure that you're not super stressed out those are going to be the three major things that help you with your hormones and just feeling more regulated
0: all right girlies well i believe that's all we have for today i know that this was a mouthful we went over a lot of juicy information and we really 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 just hope that this helped you guys in one way shape or form whether it's you're dealing with this and now you have all these tools that you can start implementing in your life or if you're listening to this and you're like holy shit this is me and it brought awareness to you we just really hope that this episode like opened your eyes a little bit and helped you in one way or another and if you guys have any questions about anything that we talked about today please again Do not hesitate to reach out to us on our Instagram and obviously we're here to help you. We're here to support you and we have your back. Yes, we love hearing from you baddies so much. So
1: if you enjoyed this episode, if it helped you and if you learned something, please leave a rating on our podcast, post this on your story, share it with your friend because ultimately
0: this information is life changing. Yeah, and you could change somebody's life just by a simple share and we really appreciate it so much getting the word out about our podcast and help us grow the Balanced batty community. Like it seriously means the world to us. Like it makes us so freaking happy. Right,
1: so, so happy. Mm -hmm. So thank you so much for supporting us and thank you for listening.